Amen. Amen. Church, good morning. Amen. You know I'm digging that right there, huh? Come on. There you go. That was uh, Nick, uh, who is uh, now moving over to the North OC ministry, leading us there. And uh, that just shows you don't judge a book by its cover. My man got a little soul in him, Natalie. He got a little soul in him right there. Can't no grave hold my body down. You know, that was written by a brother right there. All right. And so my name is Marcel Hall, and I have the privilege and honor of being a minister in the church here. And I'm very humbled and grateful to be able to speak this morning. I know we have some kids here. We have, we're going to start our Kids Kingdom classes, as uh, was mentioned by Eric earlier. And we're so grateful for our Kids Kingdom classes. And all of you who have served as volunteers for our Kids Kingdom class, can we go ahead and clap for all those who have served this year, last year, any year? As we can see, uh, even Julia is a product of the Kids Kingdom classes, amen. And so if you ever thought, man, what am I doing? Am I having an impact? Julia is an example that you had an impact. And I'm sure she might have scared you when she was in class. You might have thought, I don't know if this one's going to work out. But look, it did work out, and we are so grateful for that. And so I know we have some kids here that are with us, and the word of the day is creation or created. So go ahead and tally that down, creation or or created. Let's go ahead and let's pray. Father in heaven, we are grateful that we can call you Father. God, you are the creator of life, and yet we can call you Dad. And God, when you created us, you had in mind our life here on earth, but more than that, you had in mind an eternal life spent with us individually and collectively. And God, we are humbled and again, grateful for this truth. And God, I pray that this morning you communicate your truth this morning. God, I pray that we will understand the truth. We will embrace the truth of being your creation. And God, it will inspire us to worship you, not with just a Sunday morning, but with our daily lives. And God, it will move us to share your truth with the world that needs to know of the truth of who you are. The needs to know that Jesus came full of grace and full of truth. And God, he's calling us still today to enter into the realm of peace that he offers. We pray right now in Jesus' name, amen. You know, last week we started uh, off our time, and, and we're going to continue to look at this uh, a, a, a quote here or saying, however you want to look at it, really throughout the whole year, because it will guide us here as we learn and grow in our faith and walk with God. And it says, when we truly know who we belong to, we will believe God's plans and purposes, and we will become who we were created to be. And so today we're going to be talking about belonging, and uh, we're going to be talking about what it means to belong to God. And we're going to be talking about that for the next several weeks. What does it mean to belong to God? 
And then we're going to be talking about the effects that it has on us, on our daily lives, our worldview. And in fact, right now, let's go ahead and let's do this. I want you to go ahead with the people next to you. I want you to answer this question. What comes to mind when you consider the idea that you belong to God? What comes to mind for you when you consider the idea that you belong to God? And those who are worshiping online, please go ahead and type in the chat. We'll give you guys a couple of minutes to answer that question. Okay. All right, let's get a couple of people to share. What are some things that come to mind when you think about this idea that you belong to God? Ronald, you got your hand up? Go ahead. Okay. Ronald said he thinks that He's a dog, and that God is calling him with a leash, right? There you go. All right, I get that, but long, okay. All right, hopefully you like dogs. Hopefully that's a good thing that you like there, all right? Some might, might not view that the same way. Okay, others, what did you share when you thought of this idea that you belonged to God? Yes. Okay, you find an identity by belonging to God. Okay, great, that's awesome. All right, others, what did you say when you thought of, hey, we belong to God? Yes, yes, you can. All right, said that feel called, uh, 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 what do you think of peace, right, okay, and then purpose. And so this idea of belonging to God brings peace and it brings purpose there. Okay, all right, let's get somebody, one of the college students over here. What came to mind when you thought of belonging to God? Davina, what did you say there? All right, go ahead. Okay, she says she thinks of being children of God, right? Children belong to their parents. And so we, if we belong to God, then God is our Father. All right, so we're going to talk about this, and we can already see as we think of this idea, things are prompted in us, whether we feel peace, we feel an identity, we feel a purpose, whatever it is. So if we truly understand, again, who we belong to, it's going to have an effect on us. On how we view the world, it's going to affect on our daily lives, our choices, and who we will eventually become. And so let's talk some more about this idea of belonging to God. And so here's our main point here for today. We are God's creation. We are God's creation. We're going to go to the uh, old school here. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 1. Church, are you with me this morning? I hope you are, because I'm ready, all right? And the 49ers play today, so I'm really excited, okay? All right, and so uh, if you're not a praying uh, 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 person for sports, please pray for the 49ers. Or maybe you shouldn't pray for the 49ers if you don't pray for sports, all right? So God might not like your prayer. All right, here we go. Genesis chapter 1. And so God, we're seeing this recap and just unveiling that God has created all. And so we get here to the sixth day here, and it says in verse 26, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image. In our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. All right, we'll stop right there. As we can see here, obviously what this reveals here is our origins as a people, as a mankind that God created 
human beings. And I know that most of us in here, we understand it and we believe that. And we know that we trace our beginning to God. So let me ask you this here. What's the connection between belonging to God and God creating mankind? What's the connection there between belonging to God and God creating mankind? Let, let's get a couple people to, to go ahead and answer that there, all right? Go ahead, Chad. Okay, so every human being belongs to God. Okay, all right. Yes. Okay, so he created us so that we could belong to him. Okay, awesome. All right, I appreciate that. Others, what's the connection here between God creating us and belonging to God? Any other, any other ideas there? Any other thoughts? Yes. He knows us. He made us from the inside out. Yes. It was his desire to create us, right? So we can see there's a connection here between all of us being created by God and this idea that we belong to God. And so we are all God's creation. Therefore, we all belong to God. Since we are all God's creation, therefore we all belong to God. Us here in the room, us that are online, and those who are nowhere near a Bible and a church today. Every single individual, every single creature belongs to the creator. And so we can see here, and I saw this quote here and I wanted to read it. Every creature that has ever existed belongs first to the creator. Every sinner who is far Every saint who draws near, every traveler who passes by, they all belong to God. Whether this is new to you or not, the truth remains. God made you and you are his. God made you and you are his. You belong to God. Tell the neighbor, sitting to your right and left, you belong to God. Now tell them, I belong to God. Now tell them, we all belong to God. Tell them, your mama and your cousin, they belong to God too. Now step back for a second. How does this reality strike you? How does this reality strike you? That you belong to God, the person next to you belongs to God, those who are far from God, they also belong to you. How does that reality strike you? You see, it's important that we understand this fundamental truth. Because even as we start to think how it strikes us, I know some of us are starting to think, hmm, that's interesting because now the way I view something might be a little different. Right? We have to understand the truth because you're thinking, wait, that might mean something for my personal life, my choices that I make, how I feel about the people around me who live by me, I go to school or work with. You know, again, I want us to delve more into this idea that we are created by God. And we saw in the scripture here that we are created in his image. 
in his likeness. That means you and I, no matter how we look, how tall we are, how strong we are, how skinny we are, whatever the case may be, you are made in the image of God, in his likeness. So let's think about this for a second. What is God like? If I'm made in his image, let me start asking, let me, let me, let, let me see, okay, well, what is he like? So we're going to have some, some participation here again, all right? So you guys are going to go ahead and do something here right now. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and uh, find a passage that reveals God's character that you appreciate, and then I want you to share with the person to your right and to your left, all right? So we're going to get into some discussions. Those who are online, I want you to find a passage about God's character that you appreciate and go ahead and put it in the chat. We're going to do that for several minutes, and I'll call us back. You guys with me here? You understand what I'm saying? All right, so we're looking at, okay, we're made in God's image. Okay, well, what is God like? All right, so let's go ahead and find those passages. If you don't have a passage, you're like, hey, I'm new to the Bible. That's okay. Allow the person with you to be able to share something that they appreciate. So no need to feel insecure or, or, or anything like that. So we're going to give you guys several minutes. Eric, if we have any music, can you go ahead and play some, uh, some music? Not some Jeopardy music, but uh, uh, j just some music in the background. That'd be great there. All right, so go ahead and have a great time looking at scriptures and having some discussion. Share uh, some of the things that they express. All right, Rusty, go ahead. Okay, awesome. The God is, is, you said straight up there, all right, straight up. But he listens and can endure our feelings there. Okay, awesome. All right, others. Uh, who is that right there? Is that Brian? Go ahead. Appreciates that God's love is so immense that, that it's, 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 we can't fully even fathom or grasp the, the enormity of God's love there. Okay, all right, Juan. And so, so what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the scripture you refer to is how God sings over us, and so you see this characteristic in our relationship to him that, we could, that he would sing over us, that precious, almost like a parent. Okay, awesome. All right, others, what are some, uh, some things here that you, you shared there? Yes, Kyle. Okay, that God is a provider. All right, awesome. All right, uh, Maricela. I didn't say Mariella this time. Come on, there you go. All right, go ahead. That God is constant. He doesn't change. Okay, cool. Kenny. God can delight in his people, and especially if we're doing something according to his will there. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yes, Gina. Okay, so God has some reasonable expectations for us. <laughs> and compassionate. There you go. All right. All right, let's get one more here. Let's get one more. Uh, who's that way in the back there? I can't see. Is that Kevin? Is that you? Go ahead. Okay, the God is a servant and selfless. Okay, all right. So, we, we mentioned several things here, talking about how God uh, loves, and uh, Danny Barron said how God is love, First John, how it reveals that. Uh, God listens to us. He's wise. He's a provider, gives good gifts. He's constant, delights in us, expects things, uh, has reasonable expectations for us because he knows that we're made. He's compassionate. He's good. He's a servant. He's selfless. Any other things that we can come up with about God? He's grateful, or we're grateful for him, or he's grateful. Are there some other attributes that we see in Scripture that we know about God that we're not listed right now? Of course, right, because we didn't have everybody share. Now think about this for a second. If God is all those things, right, if God is all those things that we talked about here, he's loving, he's passionate, he's compa compassionate, he's service, he's selfless, he's, he's, he's humble, he's faithful, he's all these things. If God is all that, think about this for a second. That's the God who you belong to. 
That trait that you admire, that's who you belong to. That trait that somebody else shared about, that's the one you belong to. Think about that truth for a second. You don't belong to a God who is filling the blank with something negative. You belong to a God who is faithful, who is loving, compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, who's faithful, who's kind, who's peace, who's justice. You, that's who you belong to. Now, how might your life change if you lived in that truth? How might your day go if you understood that you belong to the God that is all those things and more? How might your worldview change? How might your relationships change if you understood and lived in this truth? You see, it's important that we understand that we are God's creation and we belong to him. Now, I want us to look at something else really cool. Our church, are you still with me here? Exodus chapter 3 here. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 3. And so God is revealing himself in a very special way to Moses. He's going to call Moses to lead his people. Uh, you know, we remember the, the Prince of Egypt, the movie there, right? He's going to lead God's people out of Egypt into the promised land. And so he goes and he introduces himself to Moses in a very profound way. And I want us to see something here that's very powerful for you and me. It says in verse 14, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is, who you, this is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God says, hey, look, look, uh, I, you can't fully grasp who I am. So I'm just going to tell you I am. Or if you look at the footnote, I will be what I will be. And so we see here, God is so incredible. He says, look, I am the great I am. God is the great I am. And here's the trip. You are made in his image. The great I am has made you in his image. The great I am has made you in his image. And so if God is good, powerful, amazing, loving, strong, compassionate, then guess what? You have those traits inside of you. And you have the potential to become that type of person. Because you are fashioned in his likeness. The great I am has created you, so therefore you have all those traits in you and the potential to be that type of person. So what that also means is that the negative things that we believe aren't inherently true. You aren't inherently a slouch, a loser, pathetic, no good, ugly, good for nothing. You are none of those things inherently. Why? Because that's not true of God and you're made in his image. And so you aren't inherently bad, you aren't a loser, you aren't any of those negative things that you might have heard in your life or that you might feel or that you might subconsciously think. You aren't any of those things because you're made in the image of God. God is love. God is good. God is passionate. God is compassionate. God is faithful. God is all those things. So guess what? You have all of that inside of you today and the potential to become that type of human being. Are you with me, church? 
You see, the image you bear is not any of the negative things that you've been told or that you believe. That's not the image that you bear. If you think, well, I'm this, I'm negative, well, then you're saying that God is that, and we know he's not. Now, it's important that we understand this, that we're God's amazing creation and made in his image, but there's a problem. The problem happens when you and I forget that we're made in his image. The problem takes place and occurs when we forget or we reject our image and reject the creator. You see, when we forget who we're made in the image of, then what happens? We get a misguided worldview. Our view gets messed up. We, get, we, we start to have misplaced values. Instead of valuing the right things, we start to value things around us that are misplaced. Disunity in relationships, strife, disappointment, insecurity, all these different things are a result when you and I forget that we're made in the image of God and that we bear his image. Or when we just flat out reject this. We have that logo on us and you know, you got that, that piece of tape or, or, or sticker or something like that and you're trying to tear it off, right? And then you tear it off and there's still some of it still left on the box or whatever. And you're like, man, this, this doesn't look good, right? You know what I'm saying? And so this is what our lives can look like when we try to tear off and peel off God's image on us. And so therefore, our image of God gets tarnished. And so this is why it's so important that we just don't, okay, I know this, but that we truly understand who we're made in the image of. Because by the grace of God through Jesus, we can now return to become what we created to be. That's his image bearer doing his will here on earth. Church, are you with me here? And thank God for Jesus coming to redeem us and reveal that through him we can become the image bearers of God that we were designed to be. This is good news. This is encouraging. That, hey, I'm not any of the negative things, but no, I'm made in the likeness of God. And there's so much good in God, so therefore there's so much good inside of me because of Christ. And so how do we respond to this good news? Well, I believe there's a couple ways, but this one, we need to live in this truth and we need to share this truth. We need to not just know this truth, but to walk in this truth. It's a difference to know the truth, but and to go ahead and walk in the truth. You get what I'm saying? We can know all of this. Most of us in the room, we know we were created by God, but are we walking in that truth every day? And so we need to reflect on this truth and live in it. Allow this reality to guide our daily lives, to guide our choices, to guide our values and priorities, to guide our relationships. That God created me and he created the person next to me in the image of God. And allow that to lead us. That means we need to be praying about this, studying this more, trusting God's word more than the negative voices that we listen to. Because we listen to those voices, don't we? Man, I heard this. I'm affected by this. And ah, we start to believe these things. But the truth is that you are made in the image of God. And what did God say about his, his creation? It is what? Good. So what does that mean about you? 
God thinks you're good. Now, we're not talking about good as far as righteousness and sin. That's not worth it. But God thinks you are good. He delights in you. He dances over you. He's faithful to you. He believes you are awesome. He thinks you're so awesome. He's like, Jesus, can you go down and redeem that person for me? That's how much he believes in you. How much he cares for you. That's how much he knows you. That's how much he desires you. That's the peace that he wants to give and the purpose he wants to align you with. Church, are you with me here? I don't know about you, but that encourages me. I get fired up. Look, I'm not a short black dude from Orange County. I'm, the, I'm a man who's made in the image of God. Now, I am a short black dude in Orange County, but I'm made in the image of God. And so you can think all you want about me. Marcel, you ain't all that good of a preacher. I don't care what you think. At least most of the times. Because I know at the end of the day, I am made in the image of God and he delights in me. And guess what? He delights in you. Guess what? That neighbor that you can't stand, he thinks they're good too. He wants them to be redeemed. You know that coworker that gets on your nerves? Yeah, they're made in the image of God. How do you think God wants you to treat that person then? They're made in his image. How do you think he wants you to treat that person? They're made in his image. You see, what we understand is truth. A whole lot should change, shouldn't it? We can't stay the same. There has to be a change if I live in this truth. And how refreshing and encouraging this truth is. You see, some of us used to think God is this, this task, this, this, this mean, you know, authoritative figure who's like, ooh, once you get out of line, I'm going to spank you. But that's not reality. God has shown from the beginning with Adam and Eve how gracious and compassionate he is. In the story of Job, hey, I can take this negative stuff that you're saying and let me realign you with who you are. And then Jesus comes and reveals, hey, this is what it's like to be a true image bearer of the Father. And we should share this truth. How many people understand that they're created by God in his image and have his traits in them and they have his traits available? How many people know this? How many people on your block know this? How many people at your school know this truth? Well, let me ask you this. Who's going to tell them? Uh, Instagram? Uh, TikTok? CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Disney Channel, or are they going to tell them who they're created in the image of? Who, who, who's going to do that then? Us right here. The people of God. Those who know the truth, who are living in the truth, we are compelled to what? Share that truth. And so we need to share this truth with others. We should be encouraged and inspired, but we should be determined to help people understand this truth. Hey, man, I see you where your life is going because, wow, you don't understand who you are made in the image of. Can I just tell you, you weren't designed for that. We should be compelling people to understand. We should be desiring. We shouldn't let people walk by every day and go, well, they're just a mess. No, we should go, you're not a mess because you are made in the image of God. Oh, I wish how you could just taste this truth. We're sitting on a bunch of winning lottery tickets, and we're just holding them back and going, well, let's just let the poor be poor. No, we should be going out here going freely like, hey, I just got to share this with you. 
I'm not afraid if somebody gets mad at me at school. I'm not embarrassed at my, at my, at my classroom. Because you need to know who you are made in the image of. My neighbor, well, my neighbor might not. I understand all those things and I feel those things. But it's foolish because I'm not living in this truth. Church, I hope you're hearing me this morning. You are made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. Insecurities, all these different things we'll address. But you are made in the image of God that propels you to overcome any circumstance. But then you need to be used by God to help other people know this truth as well. Imagine. Imagine your job where every employee understood they were created by God. Imagine your class where every student understood they were made in the image of God. Imagine your complex or your neighborhood where every neighbor understood they belonged to God. Imagine your family where every family member understood that their creator was the great I am. Imagine our church family where every single one of us understood that the one who created us in his image is the one we belong to. Let's do our part to see this image become reality. In Genesis, we'll close out right here. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created us. Male and female, he created us. Brothers and sisters, let's live in the truth and share the truth that we belong to God. Amen.